You're listening to the Box Office Party. Welcome back to the Box Office Party. We are your weekly source of cinema's newest releases, box office estimates, trivia, and a whole lot of hootenanny. My name is the Box Office Geek. I'm Hammy. And I'm Angel Cake. We have a single but huge new release this week. But first, got to do our due diligence. We're going to go over the latest new movie news with Hammy. All right, first up, kind of a weird story here. So Olivia Wilde got served custody papers, uh, you know, from Jason Sudeikis, uh, at least indirectly, during her pre-preview speech of her new movie, Don't Worry Darling, while she was at CinemaCon. So Sudeikis claims he didn't know about it or approve of the timing of the incident, uh, but it's really weird. She they, they basically just like handed it to her on stage. She looked at it and kept going. Uh, who's to blame here, guys? Is anyone to blame? Is this just a freak accident? Is somebody at fault? It's obviously kind of sad, but funny at the same time. <laughs> um, you, there's multiple targets. Uh, the, the, the company that... that hired the guy that served it, the guy that served it, the uh, security at CinemaCon, but the real party who's guilty are these kids. If they didn't have these kids, <laughs> there would be no custody papers. So it's the kids' fault. It's probably the kids' fault the parents got divorced anyway. That's always the case. So that's, that's blame them. <laughs> it was terrible. It was a joke, but I feel terrible for making that <laughs> it's joke. pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, I hate going second to that because that was a perfect explanation. <laughs> um, obviously, the security guard at the CinemaCon is a huge, huge Ted Lasso fan. So that's why they let this person go up and serve <laughs> her in the middle of this giant speech in front of everybody. Um, but, yeah, I think it's more of the company. And if she was, like, I don't know, if they tried to, like, serve her a couple of times but kept on getting dodged by her in some way, either directly or indirectly, I could see them being like, that's it. We're just going to serve her right here, right on stage. She can't run from us. Um, so I do think that there could have been a little bit more tact in serving her the papers, maybe when she just gets off of the stage or is walking off and they could have handed it to her right then, thinking that she, they're like, hey, congratulations on the speech, congratulations on the movie. But um, but then again, you wouldn't have this, this bit of news to talk about. So, I mean, good for us. <laughs> Yeah, I read a few different things. One did say that that it was rumored that she was kind of ducking it and they couldn't get to her otherwise. But then somebody pointed out that you have to pay $1,200 to get a CinemaCon uh, access if you're not like part of it. So it would be a really expensive way to do it. So I, I don't know what to believe. I'll, I'll just, uh, what's the thing? Don't don't attribute to malice what you can attribute to ignorance or whatever. Just assume that people are did something stupid rather than evil. Uh, and hopefully that's the case. Oh. I'm willing to blame Harry Styles because that's probably why they got divorced in the first <laughs> place or whatever they were. All right, another argument here in Hollywood. Justin Lin has stepped down from Fast X, the Fast and the Furious 10 movie, after uh, several dust-ups with Vin Diesel over the script and rewrites. So again, to continue the theme, who is to blame here? Is it Vin or Lin? I have to throw this out there. Okay, so Vin Diesel has been there from the very beginning of this franchise. He's also been in every movie, right? Which not everybody can say at this point, that they've been in every single version. Even that Tokyo Drift movie, he was in at the very end of it. And I feel right. like he is thinking that this is his baby, that this is his. And so he's treating it like that. So if he has some dust or kicked up some dust with uh, The Rock at some point, and now the director 
who has done multiple of these. I mean, there's only one common denominator here, and that is Vin Diesel. So I would wholeheartedly blame Vin Diesel. And yeah, maybe if you take him out of this franchise, it's not the same. But Vin Diesel is not that popular or valuable in any other real franchise. I mean, they have him saying, I am Groot long, like so many, so much <laughs> in so many different variations that they could use a AI to voice him at this point. So, I mean, I don't know. I think he's just getting too big for his britches and he's thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm too good. I'm too good. That's Vin Diesel. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> I agree with that because outside of Fast and Furious or Guardians of the Galaxy, he's not a draw. Remember Bloodshot? So, so yeah, like you said, like he had that argument with The Rock. He's got this argument with just, uh, with Justin Lin now. So, again, like, guys, it's really obvious who's to blame here. Olivia Wilde's kids. It's Olivia Wilde's kids. <laughs> did, <laughs> did you know that's where I was going to go ahead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not fair. It's not, you stole my thunder. Sorry. No, yeah, yeah Vin Diesel's clearly just being a, a brat. Stop it. Stop it. I'm actually going to go a different route here. I'm going to say, again, it's Brie Larson's fault. She None of this was happening until she joined the, the crew and, and expressed interest. So bad on you, Brie. All right. So we got a sequel, a spinoff, and a second movie here. I tried to make them all S's. So there's three different movies coming out that were announced this week. Uh, I want to hear which ones you guys, which one you guys are more interested in. A Dirty Dancing sequel starring Jennifer Grey is greenlit. And apparently uh, good to go. A John Wick spinoff called Ballerina that stars Ana de Armas. And then there's a Safdie Brothers movie which has Adam Sandler attached to it again. Kind of like Uncut Gems. But not Uncut Gems 2. So one's a sequel, one's a spinoff, and one is a whole new movie with, you know, a reuniting a cast there. So which one are you more interested in, Geek? Um, Probably the John Wick spinoff. I think that's pretty obvious. Like, I don't necessarily want... A Dirty Dancing sequel with Jennifer Grey. Now she's an adult. She takes her daughter or son camp to summer camp or the camping trip, just like the exact same thing. It's like, it's clearly going to be a legacy sequel, which is the exact same movie as the previous. I don't necessarily need that, especially with... Well, then when would it take place? So then it would take place in the... Wait, because the original movie took place in what, the 60s? So that means this one would take place in the 80s? Oh, never mind. I'm on board. Now that I did the math, that sounds awesome. But still, that John Wick spinoff, because I do want a John Wick shared universe i want more of those movies i want to explore that universe more and what was the third one yeah we'll see that sandler movie uncut gems was great but that doesn't necessarily mean the next one they're not the daniels <laughs> they're not the daniels they're not lord and miller right Ooh, that's a good one too drew i'm more interested in the adam sandler safety brothers i really like the uncut gems i like the um good time was really really good i want to see more from the safety brothers um but I'm not looking forward to the Ana de Armas John Wick spinoff. We get one of these movies like every two years, and it's called Atomic Blonde. It's called Red Sparrow. It's called Black Widow. Um, so, I mean, how many more movies can we make of that? And I saw Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, so I don't need another sequel of Dirty Dancing. <laughs> so I'm I'm good with the Safdie brothers. Yeah, I agree with Drew uh, for maybe different reasons. I, I don't want to see a... Di a uh, a Dirty Dancing spinoff or uh, sequel with Jennifer Grey because it might you know, halfway ruin the first one. Not really ruin it, but we, it doesn't need it. It doesn't need it. Um, Ana de Armas movie, I, I kind of interested in it. It is in the John Wick universe or whatever. But in general, I almost always want to see the original content, which would be the Safety thing here. Not like I'm a huge Safety Brothers fan. They're solid, but uh, I guess I'd rather see the original story than something that's not brand new. All right, 
Speaking of brand new, Damien Chazelle has a fourth movie on the way. It's called Babylon. It's coming out in December, and it stars Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, and it revolves around Hollywood's transition from silent films to talkies. And by the way, Tobey Maguire is co-starring as Charlie Chaplin, and he's like an executive producer. Uh, So two questions here. One, uh, so Chazelle kind of knocked it out of the park with Whiplash and La La Land, but First Man was like slightly disappointing. Is this one going to be a disappointment or is it going to be back to form kind of with the first two? And two, we've had a Makanasance, we've had a Keanusance. Are we about to have a Tobisance or Maguire-sance or whatever you would call that? Uh, or the fact that it doesn't uh, lend itself to wordplay, does that mean that we were not going to have it at all? But we've seen Toby Maguire a lot recently. Drew? I think that uh, Damien is going to have a huge uh, rebound with this movie. I mean, this is in the ballpark with music and the arts like Whiplash and La La Land. And it almost feels like a like, I don't know, like a pre La La Land in a way. So I think he's going to he's going to knock it out of the park. This is in his ball field. I think he's going to do a really good job with it. And I'm I, I was surprised to hear that Tobey Maguire is getting more roles. I mean, let's go. Let's do this thing. I mean, Tobey Maguire was like the actor of my childhood because of those Spider-Man movies. And I watched them over and over and over again. And I wanted to be Spider-Man and Spider-Man became one of my favorite uh, superheroes because of Tobey Maguire. So um, yeah, I'm totally down. Let's do it. Picturing young Drew watching Cider House rules because of (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. What are you watching, little Drew? Seabiscuit. I hope it's good. I actually, I you know, I love Whiplash. I wasn't a big fan of La La That's Land, right. I forgot. But at, yeah. But at least what's good about, you know, the Toby Apocalypse that's coming with this mm, is better. that we, we already actually know the name of the character, Charlie Chaplin, because I genuinely, with La La Land, it wasn't until the end of the movie where it saw you saw Sebs as the name of the club. Like, <laughs> is that his name? I genuinely didn't know his name until this, and it's the end of the movie. So he's clearly problem solving he's, he's clearly making sure that we're on the same page and just call brad pitt brad and we're good <laughs> um he's a talented guy i just didn't like la la land but i love whiplash like the the love i have for whiplash completely overpowers any distaste i had for la la land and i still haven't seen first man yeah. that was another one you knew the name of the guy right away so <laughs> yeah for even though it's about like outer space and and you know uh, the first man on the moon or whatever, for whatever reason, I just didn't find that interesting. And I think a lot of people didn't, I think this is more Damien Ch- Chazelle's uh, forte. So hopefully it'll be good. And I'm happy for Toby because he's a good guy. He's a good actor. All the Spider-Men are having good years right now. Oh yeah. Garfield's uh-huh. having a good uh-huh. year. Toby Holland. I mean, Holland's really striking out. He's dating Zendaya and has, it's already like in the top 10 box office of all time. Hopefully he'll, he'll uh, rebound. 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 All right, last up. Blake Lively set to make her directorial debut with the film Seconds, which is a graphic novel by the guy who wrote Scott Pilgrim. And Edgar Wright, who directed Scott Pilgrim, is writing the script. Um, there's a lot of words I like in this sentence, uh, so I don't really know where to start other than just to ask, are you in for this? Geek. Keep Vin Diesel away and we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if there's a way to fit Tobey Maguire into this uh, script, let's do it. Let's. It's even better. Oh, it's easy. He just has to write a passive-aggressive tweet. Last time I'm doing this joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's three, so it's officially retired. Also, keep <laughs> Olivia Wilde's kids away from this, <laughs> or they'll be, or that script will be off somewhere else. And I guess I'll just finish the segment by saying, stay away, Brie Larson. That's the news. 
All right, let's re- recap this whole weekend. The bad guys are still the most wanted the second week in a row with a heist of $16.2 million in first place, only dropping 32%. Sonic is unstoppable. It's the unstoppable force in second place with a 26% drop and $11.5 million. Make good and fun movies. People will watch them. That's all it comes down to. Meanwhile, in contrast, uh, Fantastic Beasts held a little better, <laughs> brought in $8.3 million with a 41% drop. Its domestic total is $79 million. It's about a half of Sonic 2's. The Northman just dropped a little south of 50% with another yet impressive $6.3 million. Everything Everywhere's play for IMAX worked. So it really was everything everywhere this past weekend. It increased 2% for another $5.5 million. Its domestic total is now at $35 million. Yay. Love that. I, I, I got so excited reading that when I was going over the recap. And last week's actual new release, Memory, remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I, it did, neither do I. I totally forgot. I'm like, wasn't there something that's supposed to be? Oh, yeah. It was all the way down in eighth place behind Nick Cage in The Lost City. Uh, it performed pretty much exactly as expected, and it earned $3.1 million. Now, um, so let's just go straight to this week's Guess the Budget. Bad Guys. Bad Guys have made has made $45 million domestically. It's got a total worldwide gross of 123 million. What's the budget for bad guys, Drew? I'm gonna say uh, it's animation. Uh, I'm gonna say 75 mil. Oh wow! I was Any? gonna say 40. 75 is spot on. Wow. Yeah. Woo! So it's it's just about 27 million dollars away from break from from breaking even and profiting, which it'll get no problem. So great job. Let's let's get a little mini franchise out of that. Uh, and then this week's discussion topic, the multiverse. Doctor Strange 2 is the third multiverse film in six months when you include everything everywhere. And of course, No Way Home. Let's forget restrictions. What multiverse crossover would you guys like to see, such as Fast and the Furious with Disney Pixar's Cars, RoboCop versus Terminator, or Step Up meets Jigsaw? Uh, what would you guys like to see? Uh, Hammy. Now that, now that you threw Jigsaw out there, I might like to see a lot of different just like my <laughs> least favorite characters all chained up to the wall or something. No, um, I think I want to see Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Incorporated team in the Scream universe. Uh, you have a little bit yeah. of a consistency there with Matthew Lillard, and you get to have him going, ghost face. I think I would like to see, well, it's going to stay in the in the Disney realm, but it would be Inside Out with Star Wars just so I could understand their internal struggles a little bit better when you have, like, Amy <laughs> Poehler and, like, uh, who is it, Louis Black and Bill Hader, like, in the mind of Daisy Ridley and just, like, screaming all the time when they have to make a decision. I think that would be a lot of fun. I want to see somebody go, like, you know, all in about the multiverse with, like, royalty-free characters like Dorothy from Wizard of Oz meets Robin Hood meets Tarzan, and they're all working together to get their royalty checks because they, they <laughs> that'd be fun that actually would be fun not necessarily that plot but yeah just go nuts it's like ready player one but you don't have to pay a dime and also like to see right. hoosiers mixed with space jam and instead of having cool. you know the cheating looney tunes i want them to win with team defense and unselfishness <laughs> all right true doctor's in new release 
All right, the newest addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe happens this weekend with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Mad. I wrote magic, but it's madness. So that's weird. Uh, Coming off of everything that happened in Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange seeks help from old and new friends to help traverse the multiverse and to take on a new adversary. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness stars Benedict Cumberbatch, Elizabeth Olsen, Benedict Wong, Chiwetel Ojefor, and Rachel McAdams. Doctor Strange 2 was written by Michael Waldron, who hasn't written a feature film before, but did work on Loki, so he knows the multiverse and a little bit of the backstory. And this is directed by Geek's good friend Sam Raimi, who directed the original Evil Dead franchise and the original Spider-Man trilogy starring Tobey Maguire. Man, we just can't stop saying Tobey's name. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is PG-13, a little over two hours long, currently stands at an 80% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and Pro Box Office has this premiering in between $190 million and $215 million, according to their long-range forecast, and the numbers has Doctor Strange 2 opening in around 4,300 theaters this weekend. Now, when taking a look at comps, I looked at the first Doctor Strange, which opened to $85 million in around 3,800 theaters in November of 2016. Now, taking a look at some of the Marvel movies uh, that premiered post-lockdown, you have Shang-Chi, which opened to $75 million in around 4,300 theaters in September of 2021. Eternals, which opened to $71 million in around 4,100 theaters in November of 2021. And, of course, Spider-Man No Way Home opened to $260 million in around 4,300 theaters in December of 2021. Now, Fandango has made a report saying that Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness has sold five times as many tickets as the original Doctor Strange, claiming it's the biggest pre-seller of 2022 so far and was reportedly outpacing MCU movies like Captain Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, and Thor Ragnarok. Now, taking a look at those three movies, Captain Marvel opened to $153 million in around 4,300 theaters in March of 2019. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 opened to $146 million in around 4,300 theaters in May of 2017, and Thor Ragnarok opened to $122 million in around 4,000 theaters in November of 2017. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is coming off the big Marvel hit Spider-Man No Way Home as a direct continuation, as well as WandaVision, the hit Marvel Disney Plus show that has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. With all that information, I believe it's safe to say Doctor Strange 2 will make more than $150 million. I think at this point, the question is, can the movie make over $200 million? I have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness coming in around $215 million in its opening weekend. But what do y'all think? Yeah, I would actually be surprised if it doesn't make $200 million. I know that's a huge number, but at this point, it's one of those movies where you just, uh, you know, when you ask me how much it's going to make, I just said, say higher. Um, I don't think it's going to make the 260 or whatever that Spider-Man made. Um I don't know that it can't flirt with it though. Uh, I, I, it, it does seem like a big, like an Avengers movie. Like it, it feels like it. It's got a lot of, uh, a lot of momentum or whatever. I have it at like two ten, which is gigantic. That's like the seventh biggest opening of all time, and that even feels a little low right now. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. It's gonna get you know all the screens, all the IMAX, all the, all the seats. I, I have it. No Way Home is definitely like my main comp here. I have it at about a five to five and a half multiplier. So I have it getting 40 million right now on previews, which would put it somewhere in the 210 to 215 range for my thing, for my multiplier. You know, 
No Way Home made fifty million though, so if it gets up to fifty previews, maybe it can flirt with it. We'll see. Yeah, ever since Infinity War, Marvel has because they knew that they were losing Chris Evans, they knew they were losing RDJ. Marvel's been putting a lot of their eggs in one Doctor. Uh, Doctor Strange has received a lot of focus lately, especially with No Way Home and um, with What If and everything. Now, two specific words, like Drew said, have me and people like me very excited and those words are of course sam and raimi um yeah like drew said sam helped launch helped launch the modern area of superhero films with spider-man of course and he's a beloved horror icon as well so many horror fans are excited to hear him to see him tap into both his horror roots and his superhero roots like this is it combined and the reviews are saying that you know, he's doing a great job, but the reviews are very kind to him right now, saying how he's humble enough to stay within the lines of MCU while still doing his own thing. And that's a master film storyteller like Sam Raimi is. Um, you, you toss in Wanda and the immense popularity of WandaVision. And then, of course, you got Patrick Stewart, who's already confirmed being here. And who else? Who, who knows who else is going to appear? Now, the MCU has evolved into more than just a movie franchise, of course. But I, I don't just mean like with the TV shows. Each entry is now considered vitally important to see it immediately to avoid spoilers, similar to like a TV series like Game of Thrones. So this is going to be very, I don't even want to say front loaded. Um, it's just people are going to run out to see it as quickly as they can. And given the nature of this film and the numerous potential surprises it may hold, this is another big one. Like you guys said, on paper, No Way Home is the ideal comp here. Um, but MC, it's MCU, Doctor Strange, Strange is in it, dealing with the multiverse and appearance from other multiversal characters. But Spider-Man is one of, if not the most popular superheroes of all time. And that's what really helped drive that up to that huge opening weekend. I have no doubt it's going to clear $200 million this weekend. I, I currently have it at 210 and I'm ready to crank that up if need be. But one thing I do want to point out is the reaction to some people to No Way Home. It's a small pocket of people, but so bear with me. A buddy of mine, he's he, this year he set out to see every single movie nominated for an Oscar, every category. So he saw No Way Home without having seen any previous Marvel MCU movie, nor any of the five previous Spider Man movies outside of MCU. So he had no idea what the second the, the film was done, he called me to have him explain everything to him. I'm like, oh, yeah, you had to have seen this. You had to have seen these five movies. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. So more so than No Way Home, Doctor Strange 2 relies heavily on knowledge from the previous Doctor Strange film, No Way Home, the, the Disney Plus series, What If, WandaVision, and who knows how many other properties that are going to be both within and separate from the MCU. So that, anybody who experienced that with No Way Home is not touching this. Again, it's a small pocket. <laughs> it's like, ultimately, it's, that's not going to stop it from hitting 200. This is going to be huge. So the argument is really just like, what's their ceiling? Yeah, I think I think that's a fair you know assessment there. I do think it's a small pocket. I guess if I had to put a, a, a damper on it and for any reason, it would be that it doesn't quite, Doctor Strange doesn't quite have the teeny bopper push that like a Tom Holland-led movie does or even Spider-Man. So maybe not that like fangirl or fanboy type push that you know some some people just like really like tom holland and i don't know if benedict cumberbatch quite has it like that i don't again i don't think it affects it much 
But if you're looking for reasons to, you know, say this isn't going to go 200, maybe that's one. Well, I'm going to throw this out there because I even was thinking about this. Um, So I'm going through like, I don't know, my second or third wave of like superhero fatigue at this point. I had it earlier on in the uh, first couple of phases of the MCU and then. I watched Thor Ragnarok and it kind of got reignited because it was such a good movie and it kind of reignited my like, okay, this is doing something different. Like this is a different voice. Um, I'm at that point now where I'm going to like Marvel movies and some are hitting and some are missing where Black Widow really kind of missed, but Shang-Chi was pretty good. Eternals I did not like. Spider-Man was great. So now I'm at that point where I'm going to watch this movie And it's going to be the tipping point, whether I am going to sit down and actually go to every single Marvel movie or I'm going to jump into when when Thor comes out. And then if I can't follow it or some new stuff is coming in and I'm not I'm not privy to it, then I might just say, well, I'll catch it when I catch it kind of thing. Whenever it comes to Disney Plus, I'll catch it on my own time, because um, even the shows are kind of hit or miss. WandaVision was great. Loki was fine. Uh, Captain and Winter Soldier was all right. I never watched Hawkeye because I just don't care. And then I'm watching Moon Knight, and that's just not hitting for me. Like, it's very much miss for me. So, I mean, the I think the magic is wearing off for me, at least. And this is the point where I am going to go see it on Friday, and it is going to be one of those tipping points where it's like, okay, will this be kind of going off the momentum of Spider-Man, or am I going to be th- that other person that's like, ah, this didn't really hit it for me because watching some of the reading some of the previews from uh or the the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes is saying like it is getting an 80 percent it is one of the lower uh rated so far in the MCU and they're saying like oh Doctor Strange is kind of like bloated and every they, everything that they're trying to put into this film and like set up for what's to come in the next like couple of years but Sam Raimi is making this an entertaining film. So I'm happy that Sam Raimi is the one doing this and the driving force. But I, I, I am thinking that this is going to be one of those things where it's like, all right, well, I don't know exactly where MCU is going towards. I'm not a huge fan of this multiverse stuff, but I'll sit down and try it out. And if it's not going to catch me, then I'll catch the movies when I can. But um, does... I do want to throw this out there after that long ramble. Uh, What do we think about Mother's Day on Sunday? Do you think that could be something that slows down or do you think that it's it won't affect the movies at all? Maybe that the the whole family will go see it and let the moms have their time at home. And maybe that's going to be where it could. Or do we think that it could get squashed by Mother's Day and families trying to do stuff at home more? I totally forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely not a Mother's Day type movie. Um I didn't think about that at all, actually. I don't I don't think it has much of an effect. Definitely not a positive one. I guess, if anything, then it'd be a negative one, but I think it's very small. Um, is there... What would moms even see right now? Nothing? It'd take their kids to see the, the bad guys or something, yeah, too. Or, that, yeah. Or Bridgerton. that Sing 2 Mother's Day re-release. Yeah, I had my original Doctor Strange 2 number up higher, like 230, 222, and then when I realized that it was going to be Mother's Day, I kind of nerfed it just a little bit because like geek said they're gonna see it earlier than later they'll see it yeah earlier like wednesdays thursdays fridays and saturdays trying to get as many viewings in as possible um in case they are doing something on sunday i'm sure they're this sunday there's going to be a ton of money being made by dr strange too i just don't know this isn't i don't think the necessarily pinpoint date that they wanted to come out on so i wonder what 
what factors could be uh, going on that that could hinder some of the earnings in its opening weekend via Mother's Day. But I don't know if it's an MCU movie. Everybody loves MCU apparently. So I mean, it could it could do nothing. Well, I mean, like, well, let me let me let me ask this. You know what time it is? Party time. Party time. It's party time. All right. <laughs> I'm going to give you guys a Doctor Strange cast member. You tell me their highest grossing non-Marvel film. So, Doctor Strange himself, Benedict Cumberbatch. The Current War. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Imitation Game? No, it's another franchise. Hang on, hang on. Big one. Uh, on. Uh, oh, Smog? Uh, yes, The Hobbit 1, Unexpected Journey. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Godzilla? Yes, good call. Wow. Uh, Chiwetel Elgiofor. Serenity. Um, not 12 Years a Slave. Uh, CGI animation. It was a remake. Disney. He was the villain. Oh, oh. Oh, a uh, Jungle Book? No, The Lion King. Oh, that's right. <laughs> was he Scar? Yeah. Yes, he was. Benedict Wong. Oh, dear. I don't know if I can name a movie. Huge movie. Standalone. Not part of a franchise. Won a lot of awards. Best musical or comedy. Oh, The Martian. The Martian. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Who's in that? Michael Stuhlbarg. Call me by your shape of water. It's a biopic. Queen. Bohemian Rhapsody. Nope. Uh, about an American legend. American sniper. He was a, no. He was a he was a president. Frost versus Nixon. Very tall. <laughs> no, very tall. Elvis versus Lincoln. Nixon. Lincoln. Yeah, Lincoln. First guess. Good job. Uh, Rachel McAdams. Uh, the, the mean girls. Mean girls. <laughs> no. No. This. Uh, Come on, come on. R-rated comedy. Wedding Game Crashers. Night. Wedding Crashers is right. Sam Raimi. What is his highest-grossing non-Marvel film? So Spider-Man, Spider-Man doesn't count. That's that's Marvel. It's not part of the MCU though. I didn't say MCU. I said Marvel. I, I don't mean know. to hell. Evil Dead. Oh, no, I wish. Two. Um, it's 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 a, a big franchise. Evil Dead Two. Texas Chainsaw. Royalty Mask. free. What'd you say? Dark Man. Royalty free. The, Crime uh, Wave. Dracula. Werewolf Band. <laughs> Oz the Great and Powerful. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. I keep forgetting that. I always him. forget. I know. That's like, that's becoming a thing for us. All right, now let's enter the multiverse of madness. What is the highest grossing non-MCU Marvel film? Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. Batman. Dark Knight. That's nope. DC. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, that's DC. Sorry. My bad. I was just got excited because I saw costumes in my mind. True is close. Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man into the... No. Wait, what did you say? I said he was close. X- he said Spider-Man X- 2. 2. I said he was close. No, Spider-Man 1. I said, that's what <laughs> really? I said. Oh, I didn't, Drew said it at the same time. Oh, yeah, I said, that was Either my way. first guess, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll give you an actor. You tell me in which non-MCU Marvel film they appear. So it's a Marvel film, but not MCU. Okay. Okay, first one's easy, James Franco. Spider- Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Thomas Jane. Punisher. Punisher. Julian McMahon. Who's that? Oh. Nip Tuck. Oh, Fantastic Four. Yep. Leah Thompson. Howard the Duck. Chris Christopherson. Yeah. Blade. <laughs> yep. Great job so far. Nick Nolte. Ooh, Hulk. Yep. Dolph Lundgren. Ooh, um, d- Universal Soldier. <laughs> no, it's not Marvel. Uh, Same era-ish. Uh, oh, great. It's the 80s and 90s. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he was the original 80s Punisher. Uh, okay. Oh, wow. I didn't know there was one of them. Yeah, me either. Kevin Nash. Magic Mike. No, back to the Thomas Jane Punisher. <laughs> he was the Russian. <laughs> Just because we talked about Kevin Nash a couple weeks ago, I had to bring him back in. Fom K. Johnson. Oh, fam- oh, X-Men. Yep. And Matt Salinger. Probably the um, 
Original Doctor Strange, straight to video, 1976. <laughs> that was very close. The original straight to video, Captain America. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you an actor. You tell me in which MCU movie they appeared and non-MCU Marvel movie. So they've appeared in both MCU and non-MCU Marvel. Okay. Chris Evans. Captain America. And Fastic. Mm-hmm. Fastic 4. <laughs> Not even. Idris Elba. He was in Thor 2, or all the Thors, I guess, and... Yep, Punisher. Nope. Was it a voice? Cats. I should know this, but I can't think of it. I don't know. About a guy on a motorcycle. Ghost Rider. Yep, John Favreau. Iron Man. Oh, he was... I mean, he's been in all the MCU ones. Is it Spider-Man? Hang on, I know this, because it was... Uh, I remember seeing something about this, because they said it could potentially have been a recurring thing with... Oh, oh, isn't it um uh, Daredevil? Daredevil, Daredevil, that was it. Yep. Um, J.K. Simmons, Spider-Man, and Spider-Man. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, Black Panther, Fantastic Four, and Fantastic Four. Yeah. And Four Stick, yeah. Ray Stevenson, X-Men. No, no, that's Ray Park. Right. Who's Ray Stevenson? He's the voice. Nope. He's the guy who plays. Yep. <laughs> um, the guy from. He's in Black Panther. Also, he plays. Nope. One of the rhinos. I don't know. I have oh, no idea maybe. who that is. I could be wrong. Um, so he was one of the heroes three in Thor, and he was in Punisher Warzone as the Punisher. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't know your Punisher. Peter Dinklage. I just know Thor. Tom Jane wants his kids. No, back. Avengers. Yeah, he was in Which Infinity Avengers? War, I think. Yep. And what non MCU Marvel movie? The big one. Elf. It's a good one, too. No. Death at a funeral. <laughs> no, it's a good one. He was in that. It's a, it, it was a pretty big one. It was a really good one. Like, this was like before Multiverse was like really big in cinema. Electra. <laughs> Days of Future Past. Oh, that's right. Oh, Duh. yeah. Josh Brolin. He's Thanos. In the, inf- the Infinity War and the Endgame. Yep. And he's in... Deadpool Jonah 2. Deadpool 2. Good job. Oh, Jonah, Hex Jonah Hex is DC. DC. And then David Hasselhoff. He was in Guardians Baywatch of the Galaxy Nights. Volume 2. Yes, that's right. Drew, what'd you say, Hammy? Baywatch Nights. No, <laughs> uh, This was a made-for-TV movie. Night- Ghost Knight Rider. He was the original Nick Fury. Oh, what? All right. Yeah, it's been made for TV because the original Nick Fury in the comics looks a lot like Hasselhoff. All right, last section, one of my favorite party time Trimble. games to play. I'm going to give you the name of a Marvel character. You tell me if it's real oh, no. or if I completely made it up. Toilet paper. Real. Yeah, real. No, I made it up. It. PDF Queen. <laughs> Please be not real. I'm going to say real. It's fake. Hell Cow. That's real. Fake. That's real. Armadillo. Oh, that's real. I, I feel like it. that's real. Cool. That's costume. real. Database. Oh, that sounds so cool to be that, that's fake. fake. It's got to be real. Database is the real name. <laughs> it's fake because I pronounced. I mispronounced him. Mister Smile. Sure. Yeah. Fake. Real. It's real. Three D Man. Fake. Real. It's real. Box Office. Fake. Real. It's fake. Oh my God. Green Green Skin. I'm gonna fake. hope that's fake. It's fake. Popcorn. <laughs> fake. 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 Or the living comet. Sure, that, that sounds real. I think it's real. It's real. Eight ball. Real. No, that's from Super, uh, from Ocean's Eight. No, that's nine ball. Uh, fake. So, fun fact. <laughs> I was just, I was, I was creating a character called Magic Eight Ball, but I had to double check everything. Eight Ball does in fact exist. Oh. So a character that I thought I was creating is in fact real. 
mean cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, wish man. that were real. I'm going to go with fake, though. I'm going to go with real because I want it to be real. It's real. Oh. Last one. One dope cut man. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I know for a fact that's not real. <laughs> not real. <laughs> Party time over. Cha 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 cha. All right, so let's go over our estimates for the weekend. Uh, I shall go first. Doctor Strange 2, I got 210 million, ready to crank that up if need be. Everything else I have, uh, Bad Guys and Sonic 2 both dropping about 50%. Bad Guys gonna make 8.1, Sonic 2 gonna make 5.7. I'm now wondering if I should harshen that because of Mother's Day. I have everything everywhere holding strong again. I know it's going to lose its IMAX, but I still I have it dropping 20%. And then I got Fantastic Beasts just getting obliterated. It was a 65% drop of 2.9 million. When is that on HBO Max? Is that next weekend? I don't know. It's going to be close. I'll find yeah. out. Hammy, what do you got for the your estimates? I got 210 also for Doctor Strange and definitely waiting on the preview number for that. I got 9 million for Bad Guys and 6.5 for Sonic, which is like 40, 45% drops. I, I, they should hold pretty well. In the face of this, it shouldn't cross over too much. I don't know. I even have them higher earlier. I dropped them a little bit, but we'll see. Uh, I think everything, 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 everywhere, and Fantastic Beasts are going to be pretty close. Um, I could see Fantastic Beasts beating them. I have them both at about three and a quarter. Right now, I gave the the edge to everything, everywhere because it's not Fantastic Beasts. True. So I have Doctor Strange two at two fifteen million, and then the bad guys. Uh, so. I was with Hammock too, as well because I was like, oh, it's kids' movies. It shouldn't. But MCU crosses over so much. Like, I looked at the Batman when it made like 120 something million in its opening weekend, but that wasn't as family friendly or kid friendly as what Doctor Strange 2 and MCU has been like all about as they started back in the day. So I have a feeling that it's going to be a little bit harsh into the. High 40s, so I have the bad guys dropping 49% at 8.3, Sonic dropping 50% at 5.7, close to 5.8. Um, it's gonna lose its Dolby screens from this past weekend, and then everything everywhere all at once. I have dropping 25%. I'm I'm a little timid about dropping this any lower or any higher, just for the sole fact I want to know the theater counts. I know yeah, it's losing definitely. its IMAX screens, but I don't know what could happen in the in the where Doctor Strange two is are going to get their theaters from, um, and who they're going to take from. So if every, any everywhere anywhere all at once, whatever however you say his name, um, if it can hold a decent amount of theaters because it is doing so well and holding so well, then um, I have faith that it can have a sub thirty percent drop this weekend. And then Fantastic Beast three, I just have getting annihilated with sixty two percent, getting around three point one five five million uh that movie should be obliterated after this weekend but we'll see yeah i'm kidding all right weekend watch list uh drew what are you watching i'm watching dr strange too i got tickets like a month ago uh when they first came out i was like i'm just gonna pick a date on friday hopefully i can go and this week came in and i was like cool i can still go it's at 3 p.m and i'm gonna go see it in uh, dolby at my favorite seat because it was open so yeah i'm excited to go see it check it out and uh report back how i feel about it and Hammy, I saw that the outfit that Mark Rylance movie is on Peacock, and I have Peacock, and I like Mark Rylance and Zoe Deutsch, and it got pretty good reviews, and it's a you know it's a remake of an old movie. I I thought it looked interesting enough. Give it a shot. 
I want to see Doctor Strange shoot. I don't know if I'm going to be able to this weekend, so I'll potentially be spoiled. But um, I've been watching a whole lot of Picard Season 2, finally watching Picard Season 2, and I'm getting caught up on that. So that's fun. And I'm also about to finish Santa Clarita Diet. It only had three seasons and it got canceled. So I'm like slowly taking my time because like I want to enjoy it as much as I can before it gets canceled because I love that show so much. It is so funny. And a lot of people from Better Off Ted have been appearing in it, and that just like makes me so happy so hammy you should you'd like it it's very clever it's it's a lot of i fun. would watch it but i have to catch up on all the old 80s punishers that <laughs> hammy how can people uh, how can people punish us <laughs> you can find us on twitter on instagram we got the youtube page kind of up and rolling i'm making a lot of mediocre to subpar videos but i'm trying my best uh tiktok's even up and running a little bit more so anywhere on social media pretty much you can find us We're on facebook too um, make sure, you know, if you like the show and everything, give it a like, give it a review, tell a friend. All that stuff is great for us, and we would appreciate it. I'm on Twitter at dhammock404. You can follow me on Twitter at geekboxoffice. I forgot for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm at drewingman on all social media. All right, friendly reminder, all of our box office research is done on thenumbers.com. That's the-numbers.com for data and the movie business meet. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you at the movies.